Attention is Real podcast, a podcast dedicated to real discussion about the tension that exists between life and faith and how to embrace it so we can live with purpose and freedom. Hi, I'm Tracy Dawson. I'm your co-host and I'm here with Matt Dawson. That was such an upbeat intro, baby. That's awesome. Yeah, we haven't talked yet, so I am positive and upbeat right now. <laughs> but I think you're gonna uh, you're gonna upset me later here in this discussion, probably. Not, not too bad. <laughs> well, today's topic is faith and science, and uh, I wanted to start out today's discussion with this quote is from Albert Einstein, and he said, "The human mind is not capable of grasping the universe. We are like a little child entering a huge library. The walls are covered to the ceilings with books in many different tongues." The child knows that someone must have written these books. It does not know who or how. It does not understand the languages in which they are written, but the child notes a definite plan in the arrangement of the books, a mysterious order which it does not comprehend, but it only dimly suspects. Wow. That's good. Yeah. There's another one I saw not that long ago um, that was uh, Albert Einstein said, I want to know the thoughts of God and the rest are details. Mm, you know, mm. um, just in terms of uh, he constantly was butting up against the mystery that he couldn't figure out. And he kept talking about the X factor and all those things. And, and, you know, from a scientist's perspective, he, he really did, he really did constantly go back and forth between what was proven and what was mysterious. And if it was mysterious, obviously for a scientist that just pushes harder to prove something. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's a certain things he, he 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 could not reconcile mm-hmm. without considering that there was an X factor that you know, obviously we look at as God. So for a scientist, obviously this is a uh, this is a big deal. But even uh, if you're not a scientist, uh, just the everyday person struggles with those um, similar things. Those those unknowns, those mysteries. And we, with increased knowledge, with increased information, we really do expect to be able to understand everything, or at least we hope, you know, uh, because there's so much driven by information and knowledge and, you know, so, you know, knowledge is power and all of this, uh, you know, all of this value placed on information. We we think that what, what is real can be explained. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, and, and if, if we cannot, can't explain yeah, it, it's not real. If we can't or... explain it, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and that does set us up for failure. It sets us up for no mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, and personally, I don't like living my life like that. Mm-hmm. And then it's a lot of rub and argument about serendipity and destiny and fate and all other words that we kind of throw on things that we don't understand or can't prove or can't scientifically. Put predict. in a test tube and pre- mm-hmm. predict. That's right. Right. And and that's one of the things about science that makes it a challenge is it's got to be um, somehow reproduced or, you know, especially with experimentation, you, you kind of have your um, hypothesis and you, you go through this process, the scientific method, they call it. Yeah. And, um, and, and ultimately, it's got to be something that not only do you you know, recognize how it worked, but it's got to be reproduced in some, in some capacities. So, um, so yeah. And when you throw faith in that kind of mixture, there's a whole lot that we cannot reproduce. There's a whole lot that we can't map out and understand. That's right. So there's a whole lot of, uh, tension with that. So let me ask you this. Um, was the Bible itself intended to be a scientific textbook? 
you know, like something that we could go to and understand these questions of maybe earth and, you know, the age of it. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, honestly, I've, I heard one time somebody say, um, that the Bibles were told, the Bible was written to tell us how to go to heaven, not how the heavens go. Mm. And so, it, which is very cliche, but it's yeah. this idea of, a, it, it, it goes to that question. Was the Bible given to us to explain everything? And the answer is no. Gravity's not explained in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's illustrated, you know, and it's, it's not only illustrated, it's, it's, uh, it's challenged. Mm. Okay. Now, how is it illustrated? Well, it's illustrated because, you know, the earth opens up, people fall in. I mean, it's illustrated from oh, the, gotcha. the storyline <laughs> of this, mm-hmm. but we can't explain how Elijah was called up. No. So, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? There, there's, there's an explanation of something that we scientifically can prove, but we also can't. It was challenged by the fact that the stories of God have all these supernatural things that cause a gap that we can't explain. Right, right, right. You know, and that's, that's ultimately the rub. The rub for most people uh, of faith or no faith is the fact that, that, that there is const- they view faith and science as something that conflicts one another. Mm-hmm. That the conflict is there, that they are going to be contrary positions, that they're going to be something that does not match, that the Bible itself has too many holes and too many gaps, and that there's too much unexplained for God to be real. And you're saying that because the Bible honestly was not written with that intent, yeah. that that's a uh, unrealistic explanation. Exp- expectation of that book. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the expectation that that would be revealed is, is, yeah, is, is not just unrealistic, but it's, it's an unfounded aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, uh, there's plenty of things that Albert Einstein didn't prove. We don't discount what he did prove. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Just because he, when all his writing and his time frame, there's so many things he didn't do. He didn't prove. He maybe got wrong in the long term of, of, of now us looking back and, and doing things differently, but we don't discount the work that he did. We don't discount what's there. True, and so true. I, I just find it a very, very poor position for people to have when they go, well, that's not explained in the Bible. Therefore, the Bible can't be true. Throw out the whole baby yeah. with the bathwater, so yeah. to speak. Okay, so um, what are some steps that people can take when discussing this with someone who is on the opposite side of belief or conviction, like uh, maybe a Christian evolutionist, uh, an atheist, or the fundamental creationist? Uh, that's good. That's a good question. We'll bounce that around. I, I let me let me back up and ask the other question mm-hmm. that that's on my mind. How do you resolve this? Is there really any way to resolve the gap in your mind when you talk to somebody? How do you resolve what what is explained in the Bible and is not explained? Personally, yeah. me. How do you well, do I, you know what I do is I believe that um, honestly Everybody takes a position. So I'm true. just curious what your position is. I, my position is I believe that uh, science, honestly, is finally catching up to the Bible. I believe that some of the stuff that that we read in the Bible that have been kind of perplexing and um, uh, obviously not spoken from a scientific perspective, but we, we look at it and um, we, you know, for example, when it talks about, um, you know, the the effect of our 
thoughts in our life and how they affect our health. Yeah. We, you know, there are people like Dr. Caroline Leaf who are now starting to see scientifically that that yeah. is a scientific truth that the uh, negative thoughts and toxic thoughts can adversely affect our health. You know, I believe she says 87% of illnesses are and a result. And physical illnesses are a result mm-hmm. of our thought life. Right. So I, so I feel like there, there's an example of science definitely catching up to the Bible rather than the Bible having to catch up to science because I don't, I, I personally don't take that uh, perspective that the Bible has to catch up to science, obviously, because my belief is that, you know, that that there is a creator, that there was yeah. wisdom yeah. And, and thought put into this world and the order of everything in it. So you, 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 you're, you're the Einstein quote. You, you believe something. There was, Absolutely. Um, there was method to it. Oh, yes. Even though you don't really understand it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Because I don't understand it doesn't mean that it can't be true or real. It's true. And I think that that's where a lot of people struggle because we have an expectation with today's information and knowledge that we should be able to understand it. So if we cannot, therefore, it must not be uh, correct. Yeah. And I, and you know, how do you argue for me? This is where I come from. I come from an issue of capacity. I come from a standpoint of my child, Mm -hmm. my, my little Charlie cannot understand how a combustion engine works. Mm-hmm. But she can be driven around to the store. Okay? <laughs> she cannot understand it. There's a capacity issue. Now, she is going to grow in her capacity in terms of her brain's going to grow, her body's going to grow, her understanding is going to grow. I believe from the standpoint that every gap we face is a capacity issue on our side. We have the opportunity to just continue to discover, which I think is, and I'll talk about that more of that later, I think, that's a, I think that's a God thing. He wants us to discover those things. But like you said... In that mind frame, I'm going, but we are these finite creatures with a capacity problem. Mm -hmm. God does not have a capacity problem. It doesn't mean that it cannot be explained. It just means that we cannot explain it. And we can't comprehend it. We can't understand it. Absolutely. Yeah. Even, yeah. Solomon himself even wrote about that. Who can, uh, you know, even if we think we understand it, even if the wisest person thinks he does that, he he honestly doesn't. He can't. It's It's a capacity issue, especially for him. Definitely. So, yep. um, oh, sorry, I, you asked the question and we want to go back to it. Yeah. Time. Okay. So back to that question. How then, do we argue well? Uh, yeah. I mean, when you are talking <laughs> to the Christian evolutionist or the atheist or this fundamental creationist. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, well, obviously we're going to, you and I are going to agree that there's got to be grace for sure. people that are arguing their points of view. Um, but the reality is, is that, you know, all, all three of those that you mentioned, all of them have elements of truth to them. And that's where most people get really bothered. Right. <laughs> it just because there's on no clear cut, right, no clear-cut. wrong, no. black and white. Listen, the atheist says there's so many holes I can't believe. Mm-hmm. Now, regardless of whether you're a creationist or, or it doesn't matter, there are holes. There are absolute holes. And the atheist says there are holes, so therefore I cannot believe. And the problem is you want to argue everything else, but the problem is you cannot answer the fundamental problem the atheists have, which is why there's holes. Mm -hmm. The Christian evolutionist says, look, there is evolution in, there's proven evolution in elements of our creation. 
where did races come from and the DNA changing? Where, you know, there are tons of things, even in, a, in, in our own little Bible, we go, well, that's, that's probably where it happened. And we think that's where that, and, you know, Ham, and there's all the, you know, we start looking at all those things, then descendants of Ishmael and all that kind of thing. And we start going, well, that's, well, that's where it changed. And that's where it changed. The problem is we can't explain the fundamental change. We cannot explain fundamental DNA changes, evolutionary changes in, in other organisms. So there is an aspect of evolution that is true. So we have a hard time when people argue evolution mm -hmm. because it's not that their entire basis is wrong. Mm -hmm. their, their outcome might be something we disagree with or their, or their premise, right? The premise that everything, you know, some, something sneezed and out came everything and, you know, or Big Bang Theory <laughs> or what you know what I'm saying? Like we, we may not agree with the foundation of it, mm -hmm. but there's elements of it that are still true. And I believe that's all God. I think mm -hmm. it's all God putting the gap there and the frustration and the tension. I think it's all God that puts the evolution oh, there. Okay. And, you know, I, I think it's there. I think the fundamental creationist that believes in creation in terms of there's this, you know, there's a master design. There's, there's, there's this aspect to it. And the things, the problem is with their aspect is usually the things that cannot be explained shouldn't be questioned. Okay. Well, okay. I want to go back to something. It sounds like you're saying that, that God put, um, aspects of truth in, in many of these in order to confuse us or nope. in order to, I think it's, just written in us that there's aspects of all those things that draw us up to want answers. The evolutionist wants answers. The atheist wants answers. The, 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 the fundamental Christian wants answers, although they think they have all the answers. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so that is what I believe that's what God put there. Mm -hmm. God wants us to see the gap and feel the tension. So we want answers. God wants us to see, you know, the difference in, in, in something that has never changed versus something that, that has slowly changed mm -hmm. and say, why? Mm -hmm. I think he does that. I think when, when we have by faith understanding the as aspect of creation and we understand the, the huge part of creation in terms of, you know, about things being fully created and being fully formed, unlike just all these seeds and everything starting from, a, you know, the whole mm -hmm. chicken and the egg argument that right, the egg right. was, did he, did he create an egg or did he create a chicken? Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you have those conversations. I think all that was put there by God. So even, even when you're arguing with that, I think people can 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 find a you know a thread and a baseline that even in the argument you and I are still asking the same questions. Mm -hmm. We are coming up with different results and outcomes. We have the different you know different mm -hmm. beliefs in terms of foundationally, but I don't think it should cause that kind of conflict. I think it should be something that we should be able to discuss. And as people are approaching, I mean, I want an evolutionist to talk to me and challenge me on my thinking so that I can search for more answers. Mm -hmm. I want them to be open, to be challenged in their thinking so that they can continue to search for more answers. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe should happen when we're arguing, you know, conflicting uh, positions. Okay, so what I'm hearing is that uh, a lot of times some of the tension comes from an all or nothing kind Correct. of position yep. where we believe that oh, yeah. um, when we're coming from this particular stance, it's it's got to be all or none of it. Yep. Therefore, there can't be little nuggets of truth in each of those particular approaches and uh, and and value what we could maybe agree on or take one from here and 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 accept that that can be true without making the rest of it absolutely true. Sure, because we've based our outcomes on those things. Mm -hmm. So the reason it's all or nothing is because we've based an outcome on there is no God. There right, is yeah. no master design. When mm -hmm. I'm an atheist and there's holes... I've based an outcome, decision, conviction, mm -hmm. and it's got to be all or nothing or my outcome is wrong. 
An evolutionist says everything everything was created by God to a certain degree, and then evolution he created the evolutionary process. But then there's still holes, but the outcome is there, and we we have to challenge. Well, you is that the explain, Christian eighth? Yeah, the Christian, uh, Christian evolutionist. evolutionist you're talking. You can't about. explain okay. certain things based on that. So so, but their outcome is this. So mm-hmm. they can't do that. The the uh, the fundamental creationist says. You know, this is how it was. It was six days and it was this and it was, you know, we're not going to argue over a thousand years as a day. And we're not going to, you know, mm-hmm. all this philosophical issues and the timeline of the Bible screwed up and the, you know, mm-hmm. nothing just seems to make sense. And what about 60 billion years according to the tree that's, you know, in right. Nevada, mm-hmm. you know, or, the, or, you know, or the Grand Canyon, like, you know, or the cataclysmic event. Well, we look at the flood and say, well, we, we, we believe in a, you know, a giant earth shaking, destroying cataclysmic event. We believe it from a faith's perspective, but that, that it gets every because the outcome is at stake. Mm-hmm. It's an all or nothing. We have to argue. Right. Right. And that's the, that's the, that's the saddest part. Okay. Well, you've said at times that you believe that science and faith were made for each other and that mm. there's always power in the tension that we feel. Yep. So you're going to have to walk us through that. <laughs> all right. So here's, here's three reasons. Mm-hmm. All right. My good old fashioned argument. This is, this is my making, making my case. Okay. That I believe science and faith were made for each other. Why? Okay. I believe that the, the, the aspect of the Christian faith in terms of an understanding of God creating, okay, it actually encourages scientific exploration, okay? When, when God created Adam and Eve and said, it's all yours, right? In chapter two, he says, you know, the gold in that land is good and the precious stone. And he starts talking about the elements of the earth and he... I mean, all of it was created for us to dig and mine and discover and, and discover that trees could do this. And, you know, there, there's so much that God, I mean, and, and I don't think we're done. We're nowhere near done, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about the stars. Think about us. The, the further we've progressed in technology in, in terms of reaching out, we just keep discovering more and more and more. So I love that. I think, and I think that that's where Christians go, that is built into our faith. Okay, that you have to be open to that, obviously, from a from a Christian faith perspective. If we think everything's done and the answers are all done, and you've got some short sighted Christian faith problems, mm-hmm. but I think the Christian faith really encourages it. I think, you know, the problem with other the problem with an atheist perspective is that they don't really encourage any any real effort to solve the gaps because their entire argument is that there's gaps and there's no God. You know, well, evol- I think an evolutionist. That they, they do offer, um, uh, they try to fill in the gaps, but it's, it's, it's kind of like with an, an, an alternate idea and yeah. explanation altogether sure. that's void of God. That's, that's completely void of God. Same would go with the evolutionists. So I look at it and go, look, the, the evolutionist is going to say just things are going to continue to evolve, mm-hmm. you know, and when they don't, they have an outcome that's at stake, mm-hmm. right? But the Christian faith says, if that's not evolving anymore, if that's not changing anymore, there's other things that are changing. There's other things we're discovering. There's other things that are happening. We, I believe our faith gives us every right to discover and go, wow. Mm-hmm. That, I think that's a part of being mm-hmm. of being a Christian. But I think that that's also just intrinsic to being a human. Sure. Um, because the mind that we have <laughs> yeah. is kind of a um, curious mind. It mm-hmm. is one that uh, it, that improves with uh, knowledge and learning. And so we we kind of all at a at a soul level seek answers and and seek to understand that. So I think that it it kind of goes even more basic than just faith, but in terms of understanding 
why we're here. I mean, those questions, they're, it, in everybody. Can't, they're questions yeah. in everyone's heart. You yeah. don't have to be a Christian to have that question. Like, why are we here? How did we get here? What are we here for? Those kinds of, you know, really core questions that everyone can agree on, because I think that the atheist asks that question, the Christian eth- evolutionist, the, the, you know, every, uh, the agnostic, um, right. everyone right. asks those questions, but, uh, it just tends to bring about this tension Whenever we, um, I, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm still kind of struggling with that tension in those conversations myself. Well, and part of it goes back to, you know, we, you and I were raised to a certain degree that we shouldn't question certain things. Right. I mean, there's God part of said that. it. I believe it. Yeah. That settles that it. That was it. that was pretty much a, a, a it mantra. Was tattooed of... on our forehead. <laughs> no, I mean it was it was there. But I really believe that God. So like I said in the first one, the, the first reason I believe God is not fearful of our scientific expression. I think He wants it. Mm-hmm. I think our faith shows that and so that, that's that's the second let me, let me go to the second reason second reason is again i really believe that faith's involved no matter what your conclusion right mm-hmm. so we just talked about that that, mm-hmm. that that no matter what you believe there's an aspect of faith there you were not there you cannot prove every aspect of what you say and so regardless of the fundamental creationists or the christian you you have you have applied a belief system and a faith in something mm-hmm. now what you've put that faith in matters. It matters for the long haul and it matters even short term because, you know, I, I understand from my faith and how I view faith and science coming together and they were made for each other. I have an incredible amount of peace from, from that, from that discussion. When something is discovered, you know, scientifically I go, that's an amazing God. That's, that's because I have a piece where I'm at in terms of why we discover, why we're called to do that. You know, when, when there's, when there's, okay, even from a Christian perspective, when there is fear in discovery, okay, when you have a fear of discovery because you fear that something's going to be proved wrong, mm-hmm. evolutionists fear that, mm-hmm. atheists fear that, Christians fear that. Mm-hmm. When you are built, when you, when you have this issue of fear, then you have, a, you, you need to check your faith system and what you've placed your faith on. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Because that, that's, again, that's the reason I, th- I feel like from a faith perspective, faith and science were built for each other. So that they could they could they could walk together hand in hand in our own faith journey. And do you believe that? Okay, so when you say things like that, I get a little off track thinking. Do you believe that someone has to attach some element of science to their faith, or? Oh, you... I, I would think so. I would okay, think. What they do you would. mean? How? I mean, I mean, I I'm just thinking in terms of regular belief in 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 god and in what he's done um if you don't believe in the in the in the in the amazing human body okay and all that it's capable of and all that and the way god designed it mm-hmm. right if there's not an aspect of science in your faith then you're not gonna have you're gonna have a hard time believing that god truly understands your problem mm. he doesn't that is if he doesn't really know what's going on in your brain he doesn't okay. really know what's okay. going on in your heart. He doesn't really fully understand how he's made you. There's an aspect of being made that as we discover how we're made and what we're made of. And I mean, like we talked about, you know, Caroline Leaf, I love her stuff in terms of the brain. You know, that we have this brain that has 3 million years worth of capacity, you know? Well, that blows my why? mind. Right. You're going to go, well, why? Why do we have a brain like that? Well, that's an aspect of our faith as if you don't understand how God created Adam and Eve and what it was for and and that we're, you know, that nothing changed. And so, except for our lifespan, nothing mm-hmm. really changed except for our lifespan. Mm-hmm. So we looked at it and go, and then, you know, of course the fallen nature and stuff, but 
hey, that's that's a big deal. So yeah, because he I didn't believe, change yeah. the way he created us no. after the fall no. due to that. Absolutely. So you look at that and go, look, there's a there's full on has to be an aspect of science to your faith mm. because there's there is evidence that God presents mm-hmm. that can be proven. Okay. And so you have to have that in faith as as well as with science, you have to have faith. Gotcha. <laughs> in certain wow. things, no matter and what. And that is attention indeed. Yes. All right. Number three, you've got um, you've got the first one, which was they're made for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, sorry. They're made for each other because he doesn't fear uh, our, our scientific expression. He encourages it. Faith is involved. Number two, no matter what your conclusion. Number three, I believe science helps falsify and verify our religious assumptions. And this is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, I, if you were raised in the church, I have no idea what you believe. And you need to be very careful how, again, you approach science from a standpoint of I'm fearful of every discovery and I have to combat it or it's going to falsify a religious assumption that I have. True, right. And, and here's the reality. I, I feel pretty certain that I'm wrong about several things. Okay? <laughs> I mean, just in terms of there are things that I, I mean, I mean, listen, for how long? Was the world flat? Oh, right, right? right. I mean, to go back further. How long Thousands was the world of years flat? In their and then when it was proven it wasn't, there was massive conflict mm-hmm. because you had just falsified one of their basic assumptions. Mm-hmm. That's true of any any scientific view. We fear certain things and combat certain things because they're going to falsify it. I believe. When you, when you begin to see the power and the tension and you understand that faith and science were made for each other, you need to embrace and fully understand that science is going to help you verify what is true and falsify what's not. So what do we do when, okay, I know I'm getting you off topic no, here, fine. but what do we do with the, um, the recent discoveries of, of what they claim to be the missing link? It is, you know, the, the, the. Uh, remains the skeletal remains um, of these half, you know, uh, looking half animal, half man uh, type uh, beings um, because they don't, they're not fully the uh, human remains or or structure of what we see today. Sure. But then they they do, you know, they're constantly looking for that missing uh, link, so to speak. And and times when I think just recently, uh, a year ago, there was a discovery. I don't even remember where it was, but they they claim that this could be it. This is the one. And so they show it and they write all these articles and hit the news and journals. What do what do what do Christians say and what are we to think and not be fearful of that whenever it appears that they are building and strengthening their argument of the evolutionary uh, evolvement of, of human life okay. rather than God creating us as we are not having been derived from an animal. Okay. How do we not fear that? How do we not fear it? Yeah. If, um, if, they, if they have what they believe is scientific evidence, okay. um, a, you know, something that they've studied and, and, and can fit within well, their. All right, let me just let me just prepare to rock everyone's world. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> number number one, you do you do not fear. You should never fear the things that could be, because the thing that the things that could be are still coulds. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't fear articles that say this could be the this could be the answer. Here's you know what they're saying. We have no idea if it's the answer. It's just something new. And I look at it and go, wow, that's awesome. It's something new. I can't wait to see what that answer actually is. Mm-hmm. So just because an evolutionist is looking at it and saying, well, this could be the answer to this, doesn't rock my world of what that may be. No. Yes, but they jump. They take the leap into saying the this leap. is the that's answer. Fine. This that's is the missing problem. link. This is the uh, the one yeah, we've been well, missing that that proves well, in it, their mind. If it can be proven in their mind, that's wonderful. Now, you, now here's where it's going to be really upsetting to most people. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um. You know, you know that Bible you had as a kid, that big, big fat Bible, okay, mm-hmm. that had pictures in it. Right. All these great pictures. Mm-hmm. You know what? There wasn't any pictures. <laughs> I, I've got news for everyone. Adam didn't look like me. <laughs> he didn't look like me. Uh-huh. And there was massive change in the flood. There was massive change from our first X number, you know, when men were living thousands of years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Versus when now men were, you know, he capped the age limit. And I mean, again, part of it, yeah, hundreds of years that, you know, that aspect of it was, was true. And you don't, we don't understand what the body was. We know that we were made in God's image. Mm-hmm. Okay. That doesn't mean, what does that mean to, to me? What does that mean to my Asian brother? What does that mean to my black brother? Mm-hmm. Okay. When God made us in his image, do you think he's, every one of us are thinking something different? Could be. I have no idea what Abraham looked like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Were there aspects of his body that were different than mine that someone would look at and find a skeleton of and go, that is a missing link. Mm-hmm. Now, again, part right. of that goes back to I'm stretching that because I don't I don't assume that there's animal, you know, I mean, other than the fact that there's primate animal aspects to us, but I don't assume... You know, he had a tail. I mean, you know what I'm trying to say? I don't assume those things. But I'd look at that and go, how false would we assume? I mean, I don't mind the challenge. The challenge that says, my brain that says Adam was a white 35-year-old man, Mm -hmm. okay, is a false assumption no matter what. And that's okay to be challenged. Mm -hmm. That's, That's where I stand. It's okay to be challenged. Now, I don't assume... I don't, I don't believe in a missing link from the aspect of the outcome that there were apes and now there's men. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I don't believe in that. But I also don't know what a skeleton, a, I don't know what a 6,000-year-old skeleton of a man looks like. So you're saying that um, that a possible explanation could be that men and women looked different at that time than we do now. Oh, I, of course I do. Why okay. wouldn't I believe that? So how does that not fall in line with the evolutionary um, it does. debate? Why wouldn't it? Listen, he cre- from a f- listen, f- people of faith, he created Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Okay? We know that. How do you explain, uh, you know, uh, Chinese, Asian people? How do, you explain the, how do you explain that? How do you explain Arab? How do you explain... You say you the different races? races. How do you explain okay. those things? How do you explain... explain strong actual DNA changes. Mm-hmm. How do you, as someone of faith, explain those scientific changes without understanding an aspect of evolution? Mm. An aspect of it. There's uh, there's absolutely an aspect of it. I can't, it's not me, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't I believe? Why wouldn't I, why would I not accept the challenge that we were, that I have no, that I have no idea. Right. What the skeleton of a man, 8,000 year olds look like, 6,000 mm-hmm. year old. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We assume it looks like the one that was in our health class 
when we were three, three in third grade. Mm, right. So that is where I look at it and go, it's a, it, th- we need to be okay because we want, listen, we want science to verify what's true. We want science to falsify what's not. Mm-hmm. Now, not a, again, not giant leaps, not giant, huge, you know, things. I want true science. Listen, the reason I have never heard of that article is because anything, everybody gets 15 minutes of fame when they think something. Okay. <laughs> everybody gets lasting fame when they prove something. Mm-hmm. Nothing's been proven. <laughs> they, they thought something, it, it created a wave. Mm-hmm. More than likely, it's been, it's been falsified and they've gone on. Or it's still under study. It's still under study. It could be. And it could be years before something like that Mm -hmm. could be either proven or false. Again, you cannot fear that. So Mm -hmm. understand, again, I believe when you come from a position that that the tension that we feel is in the answer, like you said, the answers to questions we don't have. Mm -hmm. The tension is there. And the conflict, the negative side of that tension comes when when we have these conflicting outcomes and we stand our ground and we argue, we fuss and we, you know, the rub is there, right? Because you're now challenging what I believe and you're not challenging what I, I have convictions over and you're not challenging a belief system. Listen, yeah, you have to be careful, okay? You weren't there, mm-hmm. you know? Everything, everything you believe you read, you know? Everything you believe, you know, is, is within your lifetime. Mm-hmm. How many lifetimes have there been? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I, I look at it and say, you got to be careful. The power of the tension is the root issue, the questions that are unanswered, the things that we have that God's given us to, to do. The fact that we have, you know, like I said, those reasons, we, he encourages our scientific discovery. He, he gave us brains to figure out how to split an atom, mm-hmm. right? He, mm-hmm. he let us do that. Mm-hmm. He did the same thing with, um, he did the same thing when he said, look, the reality is you're going to have, you're going to have to have faith. I believe God said this from a standpoint of his own knowing of us. Guess what, guys? You're going to have to have faith no matter what. Mm-hmm. I think he built that into us that no matter what our conclusions, we'd have to have faith. We'd have to have a leap of some sort. Okay, so that's just going to blow the minds bl- of everybody because, we have to have faith in some because sort. at some point there is an end to, um, well, at some point there is no end to questions. There's, there's no, no end way. To questions. There's no way that even if we were to prove, you know, say the origin of life and yeah. um and and the process of it there's still uh, there's still not an end to those questions more questions that would yep. you know kind of be uh spawned from that yep. gotcha and the third again i, th- I believe the third is def- definitely we we i believe people of faith with a healthy perspective of faith and understanding they do not fear the falsifying or the verifying of things that they believe and the assumptions and i believe that they should in a healthy way you know uh, change those assumptions when something has been proven. And, and and listen, when something's been proven that falsifies an assumption, it should, okay, listen, it should broaden your mind to, to our amazing God. It hmm. should, it should not that? narrow your mind. How is that? How, because, because do you have an to, example? No, I, yeah, I'm, you know, they, uh, you know, they find, uh, they find Abraham's, you know, um, skeleton. It's way different than ours, you know? Oh, you're look, saying yeah, hypothetically, hypothetically, if they, they find okay. it, it's way different than ours. Boom. Our assumptions are, are shot, mm-hmm. right? Now they might think it's a missing link. Well, we don't know. You know, people are going to assume everything. Problem is going to be, if it falsified something you, you believe, it should broaden your mind. It should broaden your mind to the idea of how things did change. Mm-hmm. How, how has, how did things change over the last thousands and thousands of years? 
It, what, what, the, the, listen, dinosaurs do that for me. Mm-hmm. Dinosaurs broaden my mind to, to a degree that I can't, I can't even, again, my capacity ends mm-hmm. to understand God, mm-hmm. to understand how he created them and, and, and why they're not here. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, I, people can jump to all sorts of, well, there's ice ages and, you know, cataclysmic comets and listen, I don't know, mm-hmm. but that should broaden my mind. Mm-hmm. It should broaden my mind to the amazing God that we have that, that created it all. And, and again, that's, that's, that is my, obviously my position and stance. People are going to have arguments and disagreements, but if you really want to, I mean, from a positive side, I'm trying to be positive, but there's power in the questions. Mm-hmm. There's power in the tension of us not knowing. So you're saying that the power, uh, one of the great outcomes with that, the tension that, that gets there is that it, it shouldn't have to shut you down. It shouldn't have Should to, but it can actually just broaden your mind in terms of, wow, uh, I had not considered that before. No. And that just possibly makes God bigger and even more amazing to, to, to things that we don't understand that he could have done that just absolutely, absolutely. blow our mind. And again, capacity being a a big uh, part of that. Okay, well, uh, you know what? This is a great conversation. I guess we could talk for hours on this, but um, (laughs) we do need to wrap it up. But for those of you who struggle with the tension between faith and science, we really want to hear from you. So hop over to our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash Matt Dawson TV and join us in the discussion we're having. And don't forget, Matt has a free resource available for you called Free Your Mind. It's five life tools that will help you overcome fear, anxiety, and regret. Just text the words Free Your Mind to 33444 and we will send that free guide to you. That's uh, three words here, Free Your Mind to the numbers 33444. And if you would, uh, we would really appreciate it if you'd take a moment today to rate and review this podcast in iTunes. We would love to have you help us get in front of more folks and help them find the power that lives in the tension between life and faith. And uh, so until next time, remember, life is too short to live in fear. Embrace the tension between life and faith, and you'll find freedom. I'm Tracy Dawson, your co-host, and here with Matt Dawson, and we will see you next time.